Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Today, I want to talk about friendship, particularly friendship with women, because I know from experience that that can be one of the biggest blessings in life, but also one of the biggest challenges. We want to be accepted. We want to be known. We want a place at the table. But I think in doing so, we can be quick to settle for just good company instead of truly seeking out and becoming, for others, good community. So today, I want to look at five ways to know if your friendships are healthy or if they're toxic. You can use this list of five indicators to help measure the health of your friendships and not only seek out healthier friendships, but also be a better friend. So I've actually written about this concept before, but what's hard about writing about it is it's hard to really dive into each one of these five indicators. But it came to my mind this week because um, one of the girls in my life, she reached out to me, she sent me a text message, and she shared um, a challenge that she was facing with one of the girls in her life, one of the friends in her life. And she asked me, she said, Jay, I really don't know what to do here. And I said, okay, what's going on? And she said, well, you know, there's this, there's this friend of mine and we've been friends for a long time, but she's just really doing some things that are dragging me down. And I don't really agree with some of the decisions she's making. I'm not entirely sure how to love her, but also speak truth into her when it's necessary. Like, what do I do? And I remember I sent her back an audio text. And basically my, my response to her was, you know, your job isn't to fix her, but you're also got you've also got to set the boundaries that are necessary to make sure that it doesn't begin to become an unhealthy relationship, right? It's possible to have a healthy relationship that has some unhealthy moments, but it's really not a good idea to have an unhealthy relationship that only has healthy moments. And there's a difference. And so we talked about this and went back and forth for a while. And really the plan of action we came up with was how can we really make sure that we are continuing to love her, not just cutting this gal out of our life because she's, you know, a difficult person or someone that kind of wears, wears us out because I've had those friends too. How can I really love her, but also keep healthy boundaries and know what to do about it when it's just totally exhausting me? So that was what really inspired me to really speak into this issue because I think so many of us feel that tension with our friendships, whether 
where they're exhausting or they feel like they're constantly a competition or whatever the issue may be. So I've come up with these five indicators and I want to share them with you, dive into them a little bit, and then give you a couple of ideas and tools as to what you can do if you go through this list and you're like, oh shoot, my friendships are toxic, SOS. So let's do that. Um, The first one that I want to point out is a healthy friend supports your successes even when they don't feel successful. A toxic friend makes you feel guilty for the good that God is doing in your life. So have you ever had a friend where, let's say you got a job or you started dating a really great guy and their response was kind of either sarcastic or it wasn't really genuinely happy. It was more like, oh, well, good for you, you know, or of course you've got the good guy, you know, almost like this bitterness just comes out in how they respond. I've had friends like that. And I've also probably been that friend from time to time, if I'm being really honest. But what really struck me was about a year or two ago when I first signed my book deal, I had a friend that was really facing some discouragement and some challenges in her career. She's like, this just isn't the company I want to work for. I don't enjoy my workplace. Like She had just sent me this long text message of the grievances she had with her work. Meanwhile, I have this incredibly exciting new thing happening in my life. And because of the experiences that I've had where I have almost believed the lie that I almost have to hide the good things in my life because I don't want them to upset or make my friends feel small, I didn't even tell her until she started prying, like, what's going on in your life? How are you? What's happening in your world? And I also am not someone that can lie. So it was a tough thing for me. And I said, Uh, I feel really weird telling you this right now because I know it's kind of a hard season for you, so don't think that I'm not here for you. But this exciting thing just happened, and I shared with her the news. And her response blew me away. She was like, Jay, you are not allowed to hide the good things in your life as if it's your fault just because something good isn't happening in my life. We are celebrating you. We are celebrating this. I can't believe you you would even think not to tell me. And I was like, Wow, that is someone who doesn't measure their joy based off of how, you know, the good things in my life measure up to the good things in her life. It's just like, oh my gosh, something good is happening in your life. Let me champion that regardless of my own circumstances. That is the kind of friend I want. And that's the kind of friend I want to be. And I saw a stark difference between her response and even the response of other people. And so that really taught me, you know, a good friend supports your successes even when they don't feel successful. They come underneath you. And in the same way, that's what we're called to do as friends. And so the first piece of advice that I would give you is look at your friendships, evaluate your friendships. Are there people in your life that you feel like you almost have to downplay the good that God is doing in your career or in your relationship or whatever it might be in order to appease them or somehow make them feel better about their life? Now, you don't want to be the girl that humble brags, okay? Or you don't want to be the girl that just rubs it in her face. And if you're doing that, you're being a toxic friend. Just FYI. (laughs) But if you are just genuinely experiencing these good things and you feel like it is almost this piece of your life that you are guilty about or that you have to hide, then you need to really seriously reevaluate and reconsider why you feel that way. Are you believing a lie that your friends won't genuinely be happy for you? Or have they given you reason to believe that? And how can you tackle and address that issue? If you are the girl who looks at your friends and something good going on in their life and almost even without meaning to make them feel guilty because you're playing like a woe is me card, like I don't have that, then you are actually being a toxic friend. So you need to address that issue and realize, you know what, 
I need to evaluate which of my friends are healthy and which of my friends might be kind of toxic and how I can address that in a loving manner so that we can have that healthy conversation that we are for each other, not for a certain success or a certain failure. We're not championing the failure. We're championing the success and we're coming alongside one another through those failures so that we can really lift one another up and lift as we climb. The second indicator of whether or not your relationships and your friendships are healthy or toxic is this. A life-giving friend knows real love can mean hard love. They tell you the stuff that's hard to hear when it's in your best interest. A toxic friend says all the right things without loving you enough to tell you the truth. There's this proverb that I love that says, the kisses of an enemy are deceitful, but the wounds of a friend can be trusted. I don't know if I said that right, but that's kind of the general gist is when a friend truly loves you, they will tell you and show you and be honest with you about the things that you really need to hear in a loving way, obviously, (laughs) more than they just multiply, you know, they just put on, they sugarcoat everything and they make you feel like everything's fine and dandy and you're doing great, even if you're making a really destructive decision or really struggling with just a unhealthy habit or whatever it is in your life. And so in the same way, that doesn't mean that you want a friend that just calls you out all the time and that just puts you down and that judges you. However, it's healthy to have friends that have the willingness to show up and say, you know what, I don't know if that's the healthiest thing. And instead of just calling you out, calling you up and saying, how can we find a healthier alternative? Or how can I come alongside you and make this an easier situation for you? Or whatever it might be. Maybe you've had a friend where you really see their relationship with this guy and you're like, woo, that's toxic. That is not a good thing. Now, if you just walk up to her and you're like, hey, I hate your boyfriend, that's probably not going to go over super well. But if you can come to her from a place of love and say, hey, I really think you've got somewhat of a good thing going on here, but here's a couple red flags that I noticed just from like an objective third party. Am I wrong in thinking that? Again, I don't have all the answers, but I just thought as a friend, I would be able, willing and able to point that out and to ask you about it because I truly don't know. When you can ask more than you assume, it's a great way to speak truth and to help your friends through things that might be hard for them to hear rather than just telling them, oh, you're wrong here, you're wrong there, you're wrong here, right? And in the same way, you would want that from a friend. So, Consider your friendships. Do you guys just sugarcoat everything and, you know, almost it's kind of fake? Or do you have those friends that really are able and willing to speak life into you? That's an indicator of not only a healthy versus a toxic friendship, but also true community that really knows your heart and wants the best for you versus just good company, people to hang out with on Friday night. So really look at your friendships through that lens. It'll make a huge difference. The third indicator is that a good friend brings something to the table but a toxic friend is a mooch. Now, if you've never heard the word mooch, it essentially means that it's someone who just takes and takes and takes and takes advantage of others without ever bringing something to the table, without ever saying, hey, let me pick up the tab, or hey, how can I help you there? They're the friend that calls you whenever they need something, but not just because they want to talk to you. So I want you to consider your friendships and the way that you're a friend. Do you try to bring things to the table? This doesn't always need to be financially. It can also be, you know, let's say you are a college student or you have a roommate and you're always pulling stuff out of her closet to wear without asking, but never really offering up something in exchange or you know, having an open closet policy too. That can start to come off like you're just being a mooch, like you're just taking your stuff. And she probably won't even tell you that it bothers her, but to be honest, it might. So it's really important to have those honest 
um, transparent conversations to make sure that you're both on the same page about it. And even if she says she's okay with it, make sure you're bringing something to the table too. Make sure that you're offering a listening ear, a ride to class, um, you know, help with her tasks that she has at work, whatever it is. Always remember that a healthy friend is willing to bring something to the table, not just take something from the table. Evaluating how you bring things to the table and how you're willing to give back to your friendships and vice versa will help you be a healthier friend and seek out healthier friendships. Now, I understand that there are times that you're going to be more sacrificial and vice versa. There will be times during a hard season in your friend's life that you will give more. This isn't a tit for tat kind of thing. However, I'm sure you've had those friends in your life that you're like, gosh, every time they call, all they want is for me to do something for them or get something for them or whatever. And it's getting exhausting. Now, I think you still got to love those people and you still got to serve them as much as you can, but they don't have to be your go-to. They don't have to be your BFF, you know? And so consider your relationships with women, consider your friendships and consider how you treat those friendships. Do you look at them as what they can do for you and what they can give or how you can bring something to the table? A healthy friend brings something to the table. A toxic friend is a mooch. Don't be a mooch. (laughs) All right. Number four. A life-giving friend celebrates the fact that you have other friends in your life. A toxic friend is possessive and jealous. You want to be the kind of friend that makes your friends feel valued, that reminds them how important they are in your life, but that doesn't strangle them or get jealous when they hang out with their other friends or when they um, invite their other friends into the circle. One of the best ways to avoid the toxic tendency of jealousy and possession and feeling like I'm her best friend is to drop the word best friend from your, from your vocabulary. Seriously. I used to say, this is my best friend and this is my best friend. And you know what's not so good about that is even though we want people to feel like they have a special place in our life, if we've got a couple of friends that are really close to us, if I'm calling one of them my best friend on Instagram or just in general, that can sometimes make it look like my friends are in a ranking system. And it can also hurt my other friends to think, oh, I thought I was your best friend. So it's one thing if you say that, you know, just in person between the two of you, but be careful in how you publicize that. And also when it comes to the jealousies that can come with friendship and when you feel like, oh, they have other friends, the best way to respond to those jealousies or to at least honestly fully get rid of them is not to just tell your friend, it really bothers me when you you invite them and not me or when you hang out with them and not me or whatever it is. I have found that the best strategy for tackling those feelings that can arise in friendship is to really focus on making your friend feel as loved and valued by you, reminding them how much you care about them and how much you value time with them, rather than trying to make them feel guilty for having these other relationships or having these other friendships. And so if you have a friend that is constantly like, why do you always hang out with him and not me? Or, oh, okay, I guess we can invite them. You know that ugly feeling that gives you. It makes you feel like you have to choose. Never make your friends feel like they have to choose. Invite her other friends to spend time with both of you. Allow her the space to grow in other relationships. Be intentional about when you feel like you haven't spent time with each other or you know other friendships are taking precedent. Don't attack, but ask. And also remind her how valuable she is. Say, I really love spending time with you. How can we make sure that we're getting some time together? Can I take you to dinner? You know, whatever it is, how can I be the one that's um, pursuing the relationship? Now, I know that can be hard. I know there are times when you're like, I'm always doing the asking. I'm always inviting, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, that's part of friendship. (laughs) And if she's constantly ignoring you or, you know, 
intentionally excluding you, then maybe reevaluate the friendship. Again, you know, that could be another sign of a toxic relationship. However, it's just if it's just one of those insecurities of your own and it kind of bothers you every now and then that she's going out to the movies or, you know, to dinner or coffee with other friends in her life, then you need to do an honest inventory of your heart and think, am I being a healthy friend or am I being a toxic friend? Because a healthy friend will remind her how valued and how loved she is, but a toxic friend will make her feel guilty for those other relationships. And on that same token, a healthy friend will invite her other friends into the circle when it's possible. So consider how you've done that or are there friends in your life that guilt you for some of the relationships you have, that put you down or that make you feel like you have to choose that might be an indicator that it'd be healthy to back away from that friendship slowly. And I'm going to talk about how to do that, but that's a really huge indicator. And I really want you to evaluate not only your friends, but how you've been a friend in that way. Okay, last but not least is number five. This indicator is pretty important. (laughs) And it's this, a toxic friend influences you to do things against your better judgment. A life-giving friend is a light in your life and stands by you when you choose what's right, even when it's not popular. So I don't know what context the majority of your relationships and friendships are in. Perhaps you're a college student, or maybe you are friends with gals in your workplace, or you're involved in a community group at church, or whatever it is. But I want you to evaluate those friendships and ask yourself, do these friendships drag me down? Or do they challenge me and call me up? You know, there's really a big difference in those two things. And I think if the friendship is one of those things that you're like, gosh, if I don't, you know, do this or have this status or wear these kind of clothes or make these decisions, even if I don't agree with them or that's not truly who I am and who I'm called to be, then that is a huge indication that those friendships are not good community. They're just maybe some fun company. They might fill your time, but they won't be able to fill your heart. They won't be able to challenge you and sharpen you and shape you. There's a quote that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Woo, that's convicting. (laughs) And I really think that's true. If your circle of influence is mostly influencing you versus you being an influence and it's not for the better, that is a clear indicator that this is a toxic circle or a toxic friendship. So what do you do? What do you just like drop them and say, you guys aren't good for me? (laughs) No, I don't think that's really the response either. But when I was a freshman in college, I remember I had a meeting with a mentor that was kind of just guiding me through life. And I said to her, I said, you know, I'm just really struggling because most of my friends are just fun and they're awesome people and I really do like them and I enjoy spending time with them, but I'm feeling like we have different values and even different beliefs. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think I should be friends with people who aren't just like me, but I'm also beginning to feel like it's starting to make me question who I am and question my values. And I don't think that's a good thing. So what do I do? You know? And I loved what she told me. She said, you need to think of your relationships as if they're on a wheel, like a bicycle wheel. And I'm like, a bicycle wheel? And she said, yeah, you know, like, think about the spokes on a bicycle wheel. They're all equidistant, right? They're all equal in length. If they weren't equal in length, that bike wheel would turn real weird. Like, I don't even think it would turn. So these spokes are across from each other. And she said, you've got to think of your friendships like that. You want to have a good or a balanced amount of stewardship, which is another, like, fancy word for friends who are different from you, friends that don't share your belief system or your values um, and your faith and all of that. 
And then you also want to have on the an equal amount or a balanced amount of fellowship or people who are like you, people who are like-minded, people who sharpen you and call you up and make you better. So you want these two circles of influences, even if they're not very big, of friendships that challenge you, that call you up and make you better, but also where you have friendships that you can be an influence, right? You don't want to live in a bubble of people who just only make you better and there's no challenge for you to help make others better. But you also don't want to live in a bubble of people who drag you down. So really in having healthy relationships, healthy friendships, is learning how you can balance those two things. Learning how to say, you know what, I'm not going to just drop these friends who don't think like me, but I do need to balance out the time I spend with friendships with people who think like me or who even challenge me to be better and who share my values so that I'm not being influenced by a sphere or a circle of influence that really drags me down, but instead can be the influencer in that circle. And that's where your friendships will feel so much more healthy, so much more balanced, even if they are, even if you have some toxic, quote unquote, you know, unhealthy friendships, if those are balanced with truly healthy friendships that challenge you and uplift you and strengthen you, then you're going to be so much more equipped to handle the ones that aren't so healthy in a way that is graceful, in a way that is kind, in a way that is intentional. So even going off of that, this really leads to this discussion on what do we do? What if I look at these five indicators and I'm like, shoot, I have this toxic friendship. What am I supposed to do about it? Okay, so I don't want you to freak out and think you just need to drop all your friends because I think that sometimes is our knee-jerk response. Like, oh, I just can't deal with her anymore peace out, you know, bye Felicia, I'm done. And I think that that can actually be quite the prideful response. And while there are times where you do want to back away from friendships or back away from relationships that truly are unhealthy, I don't know if just dropping someone is the greatest solution. So my mom and I were talking about this not too long ago, and she gave me this awesome piece of advice that I want to just kind of pass along and share with you that I think might help you navigate the waters of backing away from toxic friendships enough to allow yourself to invest in healthier friendships. So the first thing that she said and the most impactful thing that she said was, you know, maybe what you could do is consider what that friend really gets out of you. If you think about it, if it's someone that's kind of a mooch or what what we would call an energy sucker versus an energy giver, you still got to love them and you still got to show up in their lives now and then. That's what we're called to do. That's what welcoming each other in in spite of our brokenness is. However, creating those boundaries looks something like maybe I will replace some of the time I would have felt obligated to spend time with her with spending time with a mentor or spending time with someone who influences me for the better and who uplifts me. So that way you create more balance in your life instead of just saying, now I'm going to drop all my friends and I won't have any friends. That's another big fear I think we have is we identify this social circle that we've been running with or this you know crowd that we've been hanging with truly isn't the best for us and we're so afraid to just lose our friends. And I don't think we should just lose our friends, but I think what we can do is slowly begin to spend a little bit less time and invest a little less energy into those friendships, begin to create a little bit more of a boundary with how much we're sharing and how much we're giving like from a depth perspective and how much we're really, you know, revealing to them and spend some of that time that we would have spent, you know, hanging out or going to the movie or going to the beach or whatever it is with them replace a little bit at a time with seeking out some healthier friendships, whether that's getting involved in a book club or a small group or a different community or something else. And doing that little by little, you don't just do it all at once overnight. It makes a huge difference to say, you know what, 
I would normally spend Friday, Saturday, Sunday with this crowd. I'm going to take Friday and go to this campus ministry or go to this book club I was invited to or try this workout class and see who I can meet there. Getting outside of our comfort zone is what allows us to slowly start investing in other healthier friendships without totally having to drop all of our friends that were there before. And we add to that time little by little, one thing at a time, and it'll slowly begin to almost shift and create more balance in our life, put more people into our life that are healthy, how, teach us how we can be healthier friends. And it doesn't happen, you know, at the drop of a hat. It, drop, it happens over the course of several weeks, several months. And it's a really healthy way to make sure that the friends who you may be having to back away from don't feel like you just all of a sudden dropped them and then you were a toxic friend and you thought you were better than them. We never want to make people feel that way. That is not loving people. So when you're thinking about your friendships, consider how could I replace some of the time I might be really investing into things that really aren't that life-giving but still be able to love them. And then balance that with more time little by little so that that suddenly becomes a lot of time with the circles of influence that really make me better so I can go back into those circles of influence and make them better. Thank you for tuning into this episode, friend. Before you just shut it off and go about your day, I want to leave you with a couple of challenges that will serve as tools to equip you to cultivate healthier friendships in your day-to-day life. So my first challenge to you is to take these five indicators, write them down, jot them down, whatever you got to do. And then I want you to do like a self-evaluation. However, I want you to go a little step further and ask your friends in your life, which of these indicators, like how you measure up on each of these indicators, meaning, okay, indicator number one is a healthy friend supports your successes even when they don't feel successful. Ask your friends, do I do that? Am I being a healthy friend or do I make you feel guilty when there's success in your life and I'm not experiencing that same success? Be willing to be honest with yourself. Be willing to ask others for honesty because your friendships start with you. They can only be as healthy as you are as a friend. And so be willing to start with a self-evaluation and ask your friends the hard questions using these five indicators. The second thing is be willing to make room in your life. I want you to think about and even journal or jot down what is one way I can make room in my life. How can I still love someone but not feel this pressure that I have to give them all of my time and all of my energy? What is one area I can cut back in or one yes I can remove to say no and say I'm going to actually pause and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to love you enough to give myself the space I need so that I can show up and love you? What is one area you can make room? What is one friendship that immediately comes to mind where you're like, you know, this is kind of a toxic or suffocating thing. I need to spend 30 minutes less a week communicating there so that the 50 minutes that I spend communicating is really fruitful and kind and life-giving. Because honestly, friend, when you make room in your life, I promise you God will give you the life-giving friendships that your soul needs. And when he does, hold them close, but give them room to live too. If you liked today's episode, would you consider leaving a review in the podcast app or wherever you listen? If this show has helped you grow into the she you were made to be at all, taking 0.3 seconds to leave a review would mean the world. This helps the show grow so I can keep researching, creating, and providing new content to help you make your life better every single week. If you leave a review, be sure to share a screenshot of it on your Instagram story and tag me so that I can personally thank you. Thanks so much, sister friend. You are the best. 
To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. This show is a part of the Lasting Media Network and produced by John Finder, Jason Barrett, and Jonas Litton with the help of Jackson Willis. Visit lastingmediagroup.com to learn more. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.